Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thrivers. Today we're talking about social media. Um, there's a bad side to social media, such as unhealthy comparison, um, cyberbullying, arguments, and more. But there's also a good side to social media as well, celebrating collectively with birthdays, graduations, weddings. Um, it's a place to stay connected, even a place to do ministry and a place to do uh, ministry and business. Joining the conversation today, we got two New Orleans-raised millennials that are making an impact on youth and young adults. They even co-founded a youth camp called Reset, and I'm going to put that link in the show notes. First, we have Dudley Grady Jr., who serves as a director of facilities operation in his local school district. He is a proud alumnus of Xavier University of Louisiana and LSU. So welcome, Dudley. What's up, Paul? <laughs> Glad to have you, brother. And we also have Allie Nicholas. She was featured on episode nine, A Necessary Conversation, where we went there and we talked about social and racial justice. And Allie serves as the college and young adult women's zone pastor at Celebration Church in, of course, NOLA, the Big Easy. So welcome back to the show, Allie. So glad to have you. But now, let's talk. So recently, depending on at what time you hear this, there's this movie um, documentary that came out on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it really got me thinking about, man, am I a puppet? Am I really being manipulated out here? And so we're going to start it off with some transparency. And so we're going to keep it real. Um, so, Dylan, I'm going to let you go first. I want you to tell the people your average Instagram and Facebook use, usage. So um, last week, my average time on Instagram was 46 minutes uh, per day. And then on Facebook last week, it was 14 minutes. <laughs> uh, but this week, it was, I guess this most recent week, it was an hour and six minutes. Okay. What about you, Allie? Um, so for Facebook, my average last week was 25 minutes. Um, and for Instagram, my average, my daily average is an hour and two minutes on Insta. Okay. So when I, let me keep it real with y'all. When I check, when I checked my results, I was very shocked. So on Instagram, my daily usage average is two hours and six minutes. And on Facebook, it was a whole hour. So like three hours a day on social media. And even more of a shocker uh, on Facebook, where it tell you how many times you visit per day, they're like 63, 63 visits per day. And so that begs the question, which is our first question that we want to address. And Allie, you can go first on this one, but how can we keep our social media usage in check? So I feel like my numbers, if you would have like asked me to do this probably early on in the year, especially like when the pandemic like first hit, they probably would have spiked because I find myself on social media a lot and it was distracting me from everything I was supposed to do. I would just be consumed with it. So what I did was I noticed that the notifications, like every time I would see like something pop up, 
I would be interested just to see what was going on because I didn't want to feel left out. And it'd be something ridiculous on the other end each time. And I would be annoyed because I would always end up down this rabbit hole of videos of puppies. It would always be like videos (laughs) of like cute puppies are like these random churchy videos or singing just something I will always find my interest and then like hours have passed so what I did was I turned off my notifications for all my social media things because like so even when I post something I wouldn't like see the likes I won't see the comments until I actually like logged on the app because every time I like something I would go see well what they liked or something so I just I ended everything and I feel like that's what helped decrease my activity on social media. So I think for me, um, I don't, I've never had notifications for social media. So I guess that's one way that I've like naturally um, kept my social media usage in check. I think the other thing is I go to social media for certain things. So like primarily I just like to laugh at funny stuff that I see on social media. Um, the climate right now is not, there's not a lot of funny stuff happening. So that <laughs> allows me to kind of keep myself in check because when I go to social media now, it's like depressing and like you get the urge to like argue and it's just a lot. So like the world has kept my social media usage in check because it is so depressing. Interesting take. I love what both of you guys said about just turning off the notifications and I have a goal. I'm not there yet, but eventually get to like a, for myself, perks like a one day Sabbath where I just don't even look at Facebook or Instagram. And um, besides turning off the notification, I set like a, a daily limit. And whenever that limit is reached, like Facebook or Instagram will give me that. All right, you've been on here long enough, man. Go go be productive with your life. And so, uh, Deli, you said something that that makes a lot of sense how there's not a, a lot of funny things going on on social media. And now, um, with the it being election time, it's crazy on social media to say the least. And so I want to ask both of you, both of you guys and Dell, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. But what are some pitfalls that we should avoid um, while using social media nowadays? Um, that's a great question. I think one is, I think social media is a, a great platform for you to connect with people and like, you know, talk to people that you haven't, or stay connected to people that you haven't spoken to in a while, uh, stay connected to people that you may not see every day. So like I have family on, on Facebook that, you know, I only see maybe once a year or once every couple of years. Um, so that is, that is great. And I have friends from college that I, you know, I haven't seen in a while. So I think that part of it is good, but I think something that you can, it can be very dangerous is that you may be in a season of your life that is a little slow, right? And then you have friends who are, um, what do you call your, the, your listeners? Thrivers, right? And you ain't thriving right now. Mm-hmm. So that might, that might be a lot. And I think, you know, we all, sometimes, you know, you can be inspired by people. Um, you see that, that, that you see that are doing well, but I think if you're not careful, you can become envious or you can become jealous. And I think, you know, when you get to the point where you're looking at your friends and you are envious of their success, then you probably need to like take a break. And I think just in general, like we all know what's going on in the world right now. It's election season, you know, 
the world has just blown up in our face in 2020. And I have fallen victim to, um, you know, getting in uh, conversations with (laughs) conversations with people that have questionable opinions about what's happening in the world, um, specifically as it relates to social justice. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's, it's stuff that should be, you can have healthy conversations, but like, just like, you know, if you're texting somebody, you, you don't know their tone all the time. You don't know where they're coming from. And people just get, <laughs> people have different energy over the internet. Like you probably would not have that energy if you were sitting in front of me. So I think it, you know, social media gives people this extra, um, this extra confidence that might be a little, um, might not be real. Um, so I think, you know, just for your own personal health, sometimes you, there's, there, I have learned to like keep scrolling and I've had to practice that just to keep scrolling and just like not engage. Cause I know, you know, your triggers, right? So don't respond to your triggers. Like I see stuff all the time that I wish I could respond to, but like, I know what gets me riled up. So I just, you know, try to stay away from that. Yeah. Um, so the mute button is my friend. I, the mute button is my friend. Uh, the unfollow button is my friend. I think like how I avoid stuff is like, I just have to remove it because like everything that we said, I a hundred percent agree with. Uh, cause like through any seasons, you kind of see at first everybody just showing, taking pictures of their cute outfits, selfies and everything. But now it's turning into like, this is my truth. And like, you need to believe in my truth. And it's not even, I think sometimes the frustrating thing is if there were unhealthy, I mean, if there were healthy conversations, like even if you had your beliefs and I had my beliefs, so we were able to have healthy dialogue, that'd be cool. But people get the little boost when they get uh, behind the screen and feel like they could just come at you reckless as if you're not real. And so like what I do is I mute, I unfollow, um, I unfriend if I have to, because I'm all about protecting my boundaries, protecting my mental space, uh, knowing what I can and can't handle. And even honestly, even with everything going on, uh, like sometimes I just have to log off because you can't escape it. Like if everyone's sharing like um with the Brianna Taylors uh what like everything that happened with that and so like even not, not wanting to avoid it but like trying to protect your space but also trying to be knowledgeable and not be ignorant to what's going on but then also seeing people's like beliefs and like their truth and then all these random articles and stuff it's just like it just gets real clutter and it's just like I don't know what's happening I feel like if you get to that point you just need to log off, close the app, swipe up, go to homepage and just, just walk away from me. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't help. And it's hard to trust anything on social media, even from people's pictures nowadays. Um, so I think I love what Dudley said too about comparison, because I found myself in a comparison trap a lot and not even noticing, but like talking about the social dilemma, how long you look at a picture and how long you like, you're not looking at it because you want inspiration. You're looking at it because you're envious or you're jealous and you're like, why them and not me? And like 
kind of checking my own heart and checking my position and realizing, okay, like you need to like log off, get it together, recognize like what God has done in your life and what he's called you to do and your purpose and get back on track. And once you get that together, then you can log back on. And then like, I feel like now I'm in a much better space than I was possibly years ago because I've several times I've had to take social media fast or social media breaks because of the comparison. But I feel like it goes into, we probably talk about this later, but like it goes into like once I understood my purpose and my calling and like what God has intended me to do, I could look at stuff. Now I'm not a saint or an angel. Like I still have moments, but I'm able to catch it sooner than prior so and knowing like okay it's time for you to log off and go pray and go back and reflect rather than consuming this false content that's being put in front of me so yeah so all that is good um ali and delhi just thank you so much for just offering that wisdom as it relates to pitfalls you know that we should avoid with, with social media and man i really struggle with sharing this um i want to keep it honest here but this this past summer and all that relates to social media, like to be black and to be Christian was a struggle. And that's probably as vulnerable as I've been on this podcast. But I, of course, I wouldn't trade being black or being a Christian for anything. And it's my goal that my Christianity will always be seen and supersede my blackness. But this summer and even as it re- relates to current events and recurring events to be black and Christian has been a, a struggle. And so um, you said it right, like use those mute buttons, use those unfollow buttons, those unfriend uh, buttons. There's the people that I st- I'm still Facebook friends with, but I've unfollowed. Um, there's people that has, you know, d- did certain critiques about the, the podcast as it relates to the social gestures and racial um, inequality. And some of those led to productive conversations, but one was like a, a long email. And I was like, nah, bro. Now just want to take your time and just critique me on on everything. So, and and this is just this is this is for free. I'm just going to give y'all this for free. You don't have to take criticism from everybody. Amen. If it's not, come on. If it's not constructive, leave it right there at the keyboard. Okay. And so other other pitfalls, and y'all maybe can attest to this, but if we're not careful, like checking our phones and checking for social media, can it become um, an addiction. Maybe like being addicted to attention. And we'll get caught up in the likes and the comments and the views or the lack thereof. Y'all already talked about um, comparison and how we can look at another person and say, man, they have more followers and more engagement. So we just got to be careful with that. Another huge thing is that we got to be careful that we don't find our identity in horizontal things such as social media. But we need to find our identity vertically in Christ, because if we seek to find our identity horizontally, we're going to leave thirsty, anxious, and unfulfilled because only Jesus satisfies. And another thing I will add to that is man, just be careful that even with your social media and as I do this as well, unfollow and, and mute people, but don't allow your feed to become like an echo chamber. There's some Facebook friends that I keep solely for the fact, there are some Facebook friends that I disagree with, but I keep them solely on the fact that I want to see both sides and then I'm self-aware and humble enough to know that I may be wrong. Okay. And so with. Wait, with, Paul. Mm-hmm. I really want to jump in because I was actually, that's really God. Because I was actually going to follow up with one thing that I was a challenge for me in social media, specifically this year, is like me 
reconciling my blackness and my faith because I'll be, if we've been real, I'll be completely honest and say I had a real, real struggle with my faith around the summertime because you see so many of your um, non-black brothers and sisters in Christ who have such solid, like, they're very strong, strong opinions about things. And I'm looking like, wait a minute, how, uh, how do you say you serve this guy? And I say, I serve the same guy. And we have two completely different views on this. And I'm like, my people are suffering. And it started to feel like, and I really had to check myself. It started to feel like, wow, maybe he is their God and not my God. Hmm. Like maybe he is, for them and he's not for me because I just could not wrap my mind around like people that I went to church with, right? Like we all, we all listen to the same sermons. We read the same Bible. How, how do you not see what I see? Right. And I, I, I really had to, I mean, I'm still, it's something I'm still working through. It's something that I have to like really, um, just kind of focus on on my personal relationship with Christ and you know who who he is to me because like I said earlier like being pulled into those social media conversations right you start to you start to hear people's true heart and that was seeing people's true heart was frightening to me um because you saw people that you fellowship with before that you know they might not they might not even value you like the way you know we as christians uh should be valuing each other so that that was a struggle for me that was that's really one of the main reasons why i was like i need to get i need to get off of here for a, a minute because I, I cannot i mentally could not i could wrap my mind around it and those feelings are are validated cuz it was a a tough summer and one of and while we're on this important tangent, it's related to social media, so we are going to go there. But one of the things that irks me is when some of our um, non-Black brothers and sisters in Christ, it just, you can insert any hashtag, but anytime it comes to police brutality, they're so quick to justify the cop and to demonize the person that was shot. And I know we got to take each incident with its own context and its own local details. I get all of that. But I'm just saying, before we do that, like, is it too much to ask? Can we pause and acknowledge that a life was lost? That yeah. somebody that have been made in the image of God, their life life have been is is over. Their family is suffering. Their collective um, ethnic culture is suffering as well. Can we just acknowledge that pain before we're so quick to dismiss it and 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 just move on? I just feel like it's with social media, it sometimes gives us this false choice that there's there's a, a a happy medium where I can speak out against police brutality, but still support my brothers in blue and brothers and sisters in blue. There's a way where I can speak out against racial justice, but still have relationships, productive relationships with those that don't that don't look like me. So I'm glad that we kind of went there and talked about that because that's related to social media. Yeah, and I think social media also gives people this kind of false um how do i say it people believe that social media has become their own personal press conference mm -hmm. right 
their own person. Like this is this is my house, and you know what I say goes, and this is just what it is, right? And you, I think, doing that, people just lose touch of reality. And I think because you can manipulate who you follow or manipulate, you know, what kind of content you well, not not necessarily what content you see, but like you can manipulate who your friend list is, and like you you can choose what media you consume. It gives people this, this, I guess, false awareness of what's happening because it's like, I'm, I'm in this lane. This is all I see. And because, because this is all I want to see. Um, and I think that's a very dangerous place to be in. So I think, you know, like you said, having that awareness of like, you know, having people on your timeline that, you know, may have a difference of opinions. I think that's important because Social media people, they really got them out here thinking that they on a news channel. And they not. <laughs> they not. I would like to say, I, it brings me back, because I'm bringing up the social dilemma. Because what y'all saying, I agree 100%. But I think that when people post, you post because you know someone will engage with the post. So I like, guess it's a press conference. But they expect everyone to cheer them on what was posted because of like we learned like watching the social dilemma, the people that they follow, the people that they see on their newsfeed. I don't know about y'all, but I have a over like a thousand friends on this stuff and a thousand people I follow and whatever. But I see the same maybe 50, 90 people. Like, why haven't I seen these other people? So that lets me know that when people post and stuff, they only see these same few people. And even though we may be friends, like I feel like Facebook may be a little messy because how come, how come I ain't see this person post back in 2012, but now all of a sudden in 2020, they done popped up on my news feed. What's going on, Mark? What's going on? Social media, Facebook is petty. They they all being real messy. Andy and Cohen, the Andy Cohen, uh, <laughs> listen, <laughs> the bone carriers. And it's I love what you said too, Della. Like it, like they really think that like I make a declaration. Like if somebody posted because they really have people out there that believes the world is flat. But if I am a person that believes the world is flat, and I have all of these people in my news feed that believe the world is flat, that's the majority that I see, I'm going to tweet or post about something about the earth being flat. But then because Facebook see that I may do an opposing view or like whatever little magic they do on their little computer, it pops up on mine. I'm like, mm, I disagree with that. Not all their friends attacking me just because I disagree that the world is round. Uh, not to like, to kind of give like a softer picture of everything that's happening when it comes to social does you can have your beliefs but at the end of the day we i've seen a globe i never i've seen it was a, a flat map but i also seen that that's a globe too a circle but it goes back to like when i hate that when more so brothers and sisters in christ don't lament with me that they don't grieve with me that they don't take time and see the heart and compassion behind it like they're quick to look at Everybody becomes a private detective all of a sudden. Everybody becomes uh, a scientist. Everyone all of a sudden becomes a surgeon and a doctor on social media. Everybody earned their degrees on Facebook and IG. Like for some reason, everybody just has that immediate knowledge. But I think that's not that's not factual. And then when like real doctors come 
and comment. And real people that have studied this, they say, oh, no, 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 that's not true because I read this article. I'm like, but these people have been studying this and earn degrees and have doctor in their profile. But yet, because you've been reading articles and watching videos, you think that uh, your statement suffices. I think that just like, I can't speak for unchurched, but I feel like, because I've seen this happening in the body of Christ, if we just humble ourselves and just kind of take heed to wisdom and realize that everyone serves at a different part of the body of Christ. Like people in the body of Christ are doctors, are lawyers, are law enforcement, are pastors. Like, but we all have the ability to learn from each other. And I think that social media gives too much of a level playing field when some people should be, like if a doctor posts something about COVID, I want to see what this doctor has to say because they have more information than I would just looking up stuff. But people that's just looking up stuff feel like they have a right to post what they say and challenge a doctor's thoughts. And I think that's very unfair, especially when they're brother and sister in Christ. So I feel like if everyone humbled themselves, but then exalted those that God has placed in positions where they have the wisdom and the knowledge on these specific things, then there will be more clarity and more help. But then it goes back to the social dilemma because I feel like big brother out there stirring the pot to get us all riled up and people like take the bait and run with it. And I just like, if people are just wise and not just get caught up and stuff, like things would be like a little smoother. And uh, another thing I want to add real quick is that like, I feel like what I've been learning is like God has been challenging because I've struggled this summer and I'm like, how can these people that I call brother and sister that I worship with have these thoughts? And the scripture came to mind where Jesus says like, not everyone that says, Lord, 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 will enter the kingdom doesn't mean that they know me. And so like, that's a scary thing to me because when I see those posts, that let me know you don't really know Jesus, unfortunately. Because if you did, and if you knew him, like I knew him, have a relationship, but there's no way you could have these thoughts. And I can know this because I've seen people understand, people that once had different views and different thoughts when they heard me speak and when they actually listened and had a conversation with someone's their perspective changed because they know Christ, not because they cared about me, but because their love of Christ covers all. So when there's people that say they love Christ and they still try to justify the death of uh, these black, black people dying, that unfortunately makes, I pray because that's a scary place to think that you were Christian, but you really not a Christian. And you really not a follower of God. And when he come back, because Jesus come back soon, listeners, thrivers, he coming soon. Like, and if if you if you say that and you really don't get it, I am fearful because you will stand in front of him and you'll say, Lord, 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 and he'll say, I don't even know you. Depart from me, because like I never knew you. And that's the thing that hurts me. I was hurt before, but like now understanding and knowing Christ and like knowing what he's called us as believers to do and how to live and how to love and how to serve. And you're not doing that and amplifying that. That lets me know that this is why the road is narrow and not wide as I expected. Like this is why the road to Christ is narrow because of your thinking, because of the box that you have placed God and Jesus in. That's it. That's, that's my Ted talk for tonight. <laughs> Mandela and Al y'all are stirring it up, but, but I love it. I mean, it really come down to love. And um, First John said it best. How can we 
say that we love God whom we have not seen, but then we don't love our brothers and sisters whom, whom we when we have seen and i'm just gonna get this off my chest like i was saving this meme for later i don't know when i was gonna post it was kind of spicy but i just want to say you need to love and befriend the african-americans in your community before you go on that mission trip to africa just want to say that listen okay. <laughs> let's let's be real <laughs> let's be real and we can it's not just about black people we can insert um our asian brothers like love and befriend the asian people in your community because you know you know you want to post them pictures on your right. social media with Man. the baby sitting on your lap so you know social media y'all <laughs> it irks me i'm just gonna keep it real it's my podcast it irks me when i see some of my brothers and sisters in christ that the only time they post a picture with a black or brown person is after a mission trip what about the black and brown people that it's in your neighborhood. And just to bring it full circle, like this is for um, African-American, this is for all cultures. I just want to encourage you to develop relationships with people that don't look like you, think like you, or vote like you, just so you can have a full picture. Like it's the body of Christ. No one particular part of the body can do it all. And so just to bring a fair and honest thing, we need to, to have conversations and have relationships with people that are not like us. And so, and I'm all- Absolutely. Absolutely. And y'all, y'all alluded to this earlier. This, this, I think the phenomenon is called keyboard courage, where people feel the power, the freedom, and the need to say some things that are often hurtful. And so my next question to you guys is, and whoever want to go first can, can go, but can Christians clap back? And for those that don't know what clapback is, um, dictionary.com, it's a very, it defines as a very strong and well-observed comeback spoken or written to criticism and one that's so fierce that it utterly destroys and own its target. Can Christians do that? Um, so I identify as a Christian and I do believe that I am a master clapper backer. Uh, however, I am, um, I'm working on that. Like I kind of talked about earlier, I think that when we are, we become so focused on, you know, being right rather than trying to understand each other and trying to listen to each other, then, you know, we're just throwing darts at each other, right? Like it's boxing. Like we just, we're just trying to figure out who's going to win and we're not trying to, you know, come to an understanding. So, I mean, I do think that there are, you know, opportunities to inform people. Right. But I think you have to you kind of check your heart. Like, why? Why am I sharing this? Is it because I'm angry and I just want to make a point and, and dip out? Or do I see this as an opportunity to disciple or share the gospel or like, you know, just to inform somebody? You got to check your heart. You got to see what place you're coming from. Yeah, I can Christians clap back. Yes. Should they? No. Um, I think there's so many times where people, like, people always say, like, Jesus, Jesus went out, Jesus did. Like, but if you really read the Gospels, and, like, when I read my Bible, I Jesus didn't clap back. That wasn't in his character to tear down. But when you love something or someone so much, like, he was such a teacher. Like, as I'm reading through the Gospels again, I could just see his passion. Even when he talks to the Pharisees, he speaks to them in love, 
but he loves them so much because they should know better that he has a different tone than he would speak to unbelievers. So I think that with Christians, like, if I have a problem with one of my friends, like, if I come at them in a clapback way, like, the problem won't be resolved. It's like Dudley said, like, we ready to throw hands. Like, it's not going to be good. But if I come to you in a loving way, not like putting, like, wrapping it nice, but just being very authentic, very real, and letting you know how I feel and what happened when you said this or posted this or whatever, I think that may be a more constructive conversation that may be received well, opposed to trying to embarrass someone or trying to make yourself seem smarter than someone else or trying to pull out Google links or YouTube links to try to like the dissertations that I've received in DMs and like trying to prove yourself when I just, where there should just be a level of understanding. So I think that like clapback, is it like healthy? I think a better way would be, conversations and if you're hurting push pause don't talk when you're upset write down your thinking points in your notes and then have that conversation and then also be recognized recognized when someone's trying to clap back at you now just don't be a fool like if you see somebody if you're a christian and someone else called themselves a christian they clap it back at you don't don't be like oh okay like but don't don't take the bait like Respond in a way and say like, okay, like I see that you're going in this direction and I'm not entertaining it. So I'm going to leave. Like always bow out. Because uh, one leader always told me like they can't misquote you if you don't say nothing. So if you don't say nothing, they can't take anything you say out of term or out of context or try to use it against you. Because that's another thing they'll try doing use social media. And as a person, I'm a person that I don't really like text messages all that because I don't want you to misunderstand my tone or my purpose or anything. Like I would do a phone call, a meetup, a FaceTime because I don't want anything to be misconstrued. I think with social media, because you're limited to so many characters, you're limited to so much you can say, so much many things could be misunderstood. That's why people type LOL after everything because it kind of softens mm. the blow. And a period has so much like, oh, and an exclamation point is basically a slap in your face. So <laughs> it's, it's so many different levels of stuff on social media and how we read it opposed to how we were taught in our English class. So like, be honest with the person you're probably going back and forth with. Go private message if that doesn't go well. Ask them to go out for coffee. I've done that before. The person uh, never wanted to meet up and that kind of normally happens. But if anything, I would suggest going that route. I don't believe that Christians should clap back because that could kind of hinder your testimony and the intention of us wanting to share the gospel because everybody will always equate you to like that person, that go them church folks, that go them Christians again, when you are messing up the whole purpose of us being here to get people to know who Jesus Christ is. Yeah, and I want to, kind of reinforce something Allison said, like, I think we have to relieve ourselves of the pressure to feel that we have to say something, right? So kind of like when I talked about earlier, like, you know, we feel like social media is just our personal news station, or our personal, you know, platform, and it is, but like, sometimes you just, you don't have to say anything, right? You can disagree with something, you could not like something, and that's okay. Like you don't have to respond to everything that you see because you will 
spend hours and hours on social media going back and forth with people like sometimes it's just like you know you can let it go because i was i i was personally getting into social media almost i've been saying conversations arguments <laughs> with people that i don't even know like i don't these people have like they are not even they're not in my life we have mutual friends who i mean i might see uh, a comment on that post and like i'll be replying to them and we just be going back and forth and i'm just like what am i doing i don't even know you right so it's not like i'm gonna even like hit you up and say hey man can we talk about this it's like i probably will never see you like sometimes it's just don't give it that much it's not even sometimes it's not even worth it i totally agree and i really appreciate what both of you guys said because if i'm gonna be honest here um clapbacks they they feed my flesh like there was this one one guy that sent me like a long text that really should have been an email in response to one of my posts. I was talking about how to fight racism and um, I wanted to clap back and say, bro, have a seat. But I did the Christian thing and we, we end up uh, meeting social distance, of course. And we, we, we talked it out and we had we came to an understanding. And um, Delhi said it best. And we got to check our hearts like it, as I'm responding, it's my purpose to educate or to embarrass. And so there's like a fine line there that the Bible does call us. We have we have a Christian responsibility to speak the truth in love and to correct things when we see it. But we don't have to be the correction police or whatever. And then my last note I would say on that is gotta ignore the trolls. There are some people that don't want to do right. They don't care about doing right. They would just post stuff just to just to get under your skin. I, I made a post about Black Lives Matter, and it's obvious that I believe that all lives matter. And one person posted under there was like, oh, so only the Black Lives Matter? And I just simply said, nah, bro, all lives matter and moved on with my life. I'm about, I wasn't about to, to waste my time. And next time that happens, I probably won't even say that because it's obvious. And so I really want to turn this conversation and really just turn social media around. Like it's, it's a, can be a wonderful tool, but a terrible master. And so I just want to ask you guys, and Ali, you can speak to this first. How can we, we're really thinking about the listener now, how can we use social media in a positive way? And like how as, as Christians can we bring God glory and maybe even do ministry online? But what does it look like in your life? So I've started to like try to post, try to be very transparent, but not like I ain't putting all my business out there. But I think that because social media applies so many filters that no one recognizes that anyone is real. So I try my best to be very authentic uh, and also encouraging in the same manner because I'm just, I'm just an encourager. I'm always cheering somebody on. You'll see me in the comments, always at a hand clap, always a start. I love the star eye emoji and with a good yes or okay. Cause I just love to encourage. And so like one of my most recent posts, like I like, I like to post tweets. Um, like, uh, posted like a tweet before, like how like I know God is listening to me and letting people know that just, I like, I'll run to my friends to tell them something, but I want to, I should run to God first and try to give like encouraging, like, uh, application tools. I try to post bright colors cause I feel like there's so much darkness. So like you may see a lot of yellows and stuff on my page. Cause I try to be very bright. Um, to the people that follow me. I I love posting funny stuff or different memes. I'm real churchy on Instagram. So there may be some stuff people don't get, but like I love uh Shirlene, not Carlton Banks, Kev on stage. 
and I love like resharing like stories and that all that good jazz. I think that it's just like you said, like what uh, with the enemy for evil, God could turn into good. So like, yeah, social media has like this bad taste and people could do all these crazy things. But I think it's a great opportunity for us to share our testimonies, for us to share our stories, to share. Like I just posted something the other day, how my hair turned on me. Like my hair was luxurious and bouncy and curls like an ad. And then all of a sudden I turned, I went from Diana Ross to dream girls to Diana Ross before she became a Supreme. And it was just a straight big pro. And I think that I got a lot of feedback from that because people were able to laugh at the reality of it. Because like, if you're a woman with natural hair, you understood my pain. So I think that if people posted more of their reality and not just, the pretty picture, but also what happens after you walk outside and how like you have to change everything and like the ugly side of what it is. And I feel like that lifts up a layer and people like, oh, like she's going through this just like I go through this. So like share with like their brother, like look at this, like, you know, and I feel like that that's where I feel like that was, I want to hope that that was the intention of social media to bring people together, uh, to share in different interests, to learn different cultures and different things and uh learn pick up different tools because i i get a lot of like um outfit inspiration i get a lot of music and dances like from social media so it has its perks but like we said earlier you you just got to know when to when to stay on when to get off um i think i think there are a couple of ways so i would say one practical thing that I do is I try to post, you know, funny stuff, specifically on Instagram, because I feel like, you know, it's a different audience. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I try to post funny stuff, like stuff that the, the, I, I, I engage how I want social media to be. Like what I said earlier, like I like to I like to laugh. Like I like to talk about food. I like to see stuff that's that's kind of funny, but I also like, I, you can be very natural in your faith. Like, even if you're just, you know, randomly posting a scripture, like I've had um, very genuine conversations with people offline just because I posted something that was very natural to me, like saying, you know, something about my faith, like on an Instagram story or, or on a post. And like, people have come to me and asked questions. Like, it doesn't have to be, you ain't got to post, you ain't got to put together a social media calendar. Like, how am I going? reach guys people today like just be like if that's in you just you know be be that i think another thing is just being like i got calls us to just be a light like and you know matthew um i think it's 5 16 yeah what he talks about let your light shine before men i think like that is that is what our responsibility is in all you know areas of our life when he calls us to be a light like it's not just when you're at church but like you know what you need to be a light so that's where wherever you are so if that's at work on social media um in church you know in school whatever like just be be that and i think the last thing that's practical is more about like what you shouldn't do it's like i i have had to like refrain from resharing certain stuff that makes me sad or that has been a, a trigger for me right. so like 
just within the past, like I, I'm just kind of getting back on social media, but like before I got off, everything that I posted was in reference to um, social justice or, you know, something, you know, heartbreaking, like that I felt like, you know, needed to be spoken on. But like, you know, everybody is talking about that and not saying that you shouldn't, you know, speak on it or like have, you know, conversations about it. But like, that is a trigger for a lot of people. It's a trigger for me. So sometimes, a lot of times I'm just, I won't, I won't post about that stuff because I don't want to, you know, inflict that trauma on somebody else. Like there are other things that are, that are happening that, that are positive that you can, that you can share. Yeah, I so appreciate the authenticity of you guys' um, remarks. And once again, it's going to remind you that social media is like, it's like money. It's neither good or bad, but amoral. And it's our responsibility to to use it well. And some of the ways that, you know, as a pastor, I try to do ministry is whether it's post a scripture on my feed or my story, or sometimes I would go live or do, or once I even preached on Facebook Live, or I would use the, um, it's one of the stories where you can ask a question that is like, you know, how can I be praying for you? And like, I, I saw fruit from there. Like God, God honors, you know, when we honor him and try to seek to glorify him. I did one Instagram live a couple months, uh, maybe a month ago. And the guy messaged me and said, because of that Instagram live, that was the encouragement that I needed to start like a men's Bible study. I was so, so you have a responsibility to use your social media well and other ways, like I try to produce um, content that encourages and that, that inspires. And so there is a positive way that we as believers can use um, our social media. And so last thing, and Allie, I want you to answer this first. One of our um, flagship questions here is talking about surviving to thriving. So as it relates to social media, how can people go from surviving to thriving? Okay, uh, I would say that you shouldn't feel pressured to post when everyone else posts. Uh, being a Christian and being Black, when every, there's an ha- a hashtag, I have per- personally felt pressured to say something because I would assume if I don't, people would be mad at me and question my beliefs and question my stance. But in actuality, I don't have the words to say because I'm in bed crying my eyes out or like, and so, but I would sometimes still post, sometimes I wouldn't. And unfortunately people would like call me like, so what are your thoughts on this? I didn't see you post like, and so don't fall into that trap of anything. Like don't fall into pressure of like, you have to post or you have to say something. If you genuinely don't have the words to say, or you don't have, the mental capacity to even say it because as we know, when we post on social media, you have to be prepared for engagement. And that's honestly why I don't post a lot on Facebook because I don't, I don't care to engage uh, on Facebook with things. If you want to engage in conversation with me, you have my number. If you don't have my number, we don't engage in conversation. Uh, (laughs) And that's why, and I'm very mindful of what I post on Instagram as well. Uh, So that would be, to, to thrive, um, I would just say post, don't feel pressured to post. Post whenever you're ready and when you want to. Um, I mean, I think just how you operate on Facebook or social media in general is how you should operate 
in your everyday life, and that is to take care of yourself. So you, that's how you thrive. You take care of yourself. So you know, like I've been saying this whole time, like you know your triggers, use your discernment, um, and just be mindful of where you are. Like if you are riled up, and you know, you kind of want to, you ready to get it popping with somebody, then that is your sign that, you know, social media should not be your thing today. Um, you know, you go back when you are in a, a healthier space, like, know, you know yourself. You know what sets you off um, and what sets you back. <laughs> so you should, you should, how you thrive is, is, you know, being healthy on social media, sharing healthy things. Um, only engaging in healthy conversations and, and just being that light. If I had a Twitter, I would have to tweet that daily. Like, know what sets you off and know what sets you back. Like, hey, that's that's good stuff. And yeah, that came to me at the top of my head. I was like, oh snap! Okay. <laughs> I love it. I I'm love about it. to look. I'm about to get back on Twitter just to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tweetable, man. And just to add add to that, one of our previous guests um, and a, a therapist by the name of Katrina Leggins. And she was featured in episode seven where we talked about self-care isn't selfish. I'm going to leave her Instagram link in the show notes as well because she gave some good tips I just had to, to repeat. But one of them was unfollow accounts that don't benefit your mental health. Another one was follow more accounts that uplift and inspire. In other words, if you go to your social media and every time you get off your social media, you know, you're stressed out or a little depressed, unfollow and follow. All right. And lastly, she said, avoid reading comments on posts that you don't like or agree with. And I was like, ouch and amen when I read that one. And so we just want you guys to thrive using social media. So Allie and Deli, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having, for having us. us. This was fun. This was fun. And thank you to the listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is your first time listening, I want to encourage you to start with episode one and binge this good content. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed and you'll be better off than, you know, binging anything and everything on Netflix. So binge on some good content that will help you to thrive. And for those that have been enjoying this podcast, all I ask today is that you would text the link to a few friends and invite them to take a listen to your favorite episode of this podcast. And we will see you next week. And God bless. Thank <laughs> you.